Hey everybody, Adam from Trinity Life, and I am excited to continue on in the You Got a Friend in Me series. Uh, very delighted to have my friend Randy Cox here. He is a man of influence up here in the Muskoka region. Um, he's been leading a community for uh, quite a while, and uh, 26 years this church plants. 26 years. Yeah, and you guys have come a long way, covered a lot of ground. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Through a lot of pain. Ooh, <laughs> we'll get into some of that. <laughs> um, and so you get the opportunity then, and the reason you're here today is to, to give us some of that wisdom. Like we're a 10 year old church plant. We had a rough year, three years, as a lot of churches have had. And so we'd love to just receive some of that, just breathe some life onto us, pastor, you know? Um, but the passage today is Ephesians 3 that you guys just read that out in your R3 groups. And uh, uh, let's just start there real quick, because in here it talks about a few key things for us. Um, One, there's a mystery that's revealed in the age of the spirit. And that is that the church has been God's eternal purpose. It is always for for us, the way we think about this is Trinity life. God's always wanted it to be Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They've always been living in perfect community into eternity. There was an eternal purpose there to multiply that out and include the church in that life. And so we should then experience the life of the Trinity together. Yeah. God wants that for us. So that's why we called our church Trinity Life. Your church has a similar name in my books, Legacy Life. In my mind, Legacy is Eternity. Uh, it's the thing that lasts beyond ourselves. It goes out mm-hmm. forever. So why did you call, just call yourself Legacy Life? Well, back in 2012, we knew we needed a shift in the name because of not who we were, but who we were becoming. Mm-hmm. And so from 2000 and, or from 1996 to 2012, we were called New Hope Fellowship. Mm-hmm. And from 2004 to 2012... God began to change that. Uh, we still offered hope. We still offered fellowship, but and something new, maybe. Still. Yeah, well, we really wanted to and really begin to understand the generational blessing: mm. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, in mm. that third generation explosion. Mm. So we really understood that we're not just about the now. Mm. So that everything we do is for the next generation mm. or for my great grandkids. Yeah. So we have to prepare what we're doing now for down the road. So that's why we changed our name yeah. to Legacy Life Center. Because legacy is something, as you said, goes on and on and on. It's generational. Yeah. Well, life is simple. That's what we want to do is life together. <laughs> and, yeah. and a center because the the idea of it coming out of somewhere mm, right that's established here on earth right. yet linked to heaven mm. so that's where we wanted to go with it so legacy life center so even the center part isn't just because you you guys have a building like today we're in the legacy life center building mm-hmm. but even the word center for you doesn't represent a building it represents no. this concept of a people that's right and a, a being a source for something greater than mm-hmm. themselves yeah yeah because the the this building is just a tool right it is not the church yeah you and i and every person 
we're the church. Right. This is a tool God gave us. Right. And we're thankful for it because it's allowed us to do, I mean, right now, there's a Cuban restaurant in it. I love that. <laughs> a good Cuban restaurant. Yeah. Come check it out. You know? And yesterday, there was a whole group of homeschoolers here. Mm. And tomorrow, something else. Yeah. So it's a centerpiece for relationship, mm -hmm. for legacy, investment. Yeah. So, yeah. Investment in the community, investment yeah. in your people, investment in... That's right. And even just creating space for... Uh, life in the body of Christ to happen, the one another lifestyle, the, the eternal purpose realized, right? Mm -hmm. The Trinity life can happen uh, here. Yeah. And you can invest in that and create room for that. That's right. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, this is the, uh, this is a place where they can come together, but we want them to not just come together to be here, but in our life groups, in our smaller groups, in our communities, at their workplace, wherever they are, at their schools, mm -hmm. wherever they are, there's opportunity mm -hmm. for a relationship, opportunity for growth, for, for legacy. legacy life. Yeah, that's, that's right. The, the life of legacy to be experienced and multiplied. That's right. Because everybody we touch, as kingdom people, everybody we come in contact with can be an explosion that ripples into eternity. Mm-hmm. In fact, every conversation we have mm -hmm. can ripple into eternity. Right. And yeah. so it's not just about the now. It's about what he has in the future. Yeah. For the person that we talked to three years ago at the grocery store that was struggling, mm -hmm. to the person that just happened to wander in here one day, to the person we met at Tim Hortons, whatever it might be. Yeah. And so we we have the privilege of being able to speak something that echoes into eternity. Yeah, amazing. So, and for us, when we talk about Trinity life, we'll talk, say like, okay, so what's God like? God's life like? Perfect affection, perfect adoration, communication, uh, joy, you know, uh, all that stuff within Father, Son, Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right? And if we can have a piece of that, Right. Or a very full experience. Jesus says, I came to give you life and life to the full, mm -hmm. you know, um, love yeah. life to the full. <laughs> and we can give that to other people. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to start somewhere, the center. So this will help us keep stay grounded for today's conversation on uh, what, I, what I really want to dive into is what should the center of that really be like? What should we be experiencing in the center Right. Between our brothers and sisters in Christ, mm -hmm. uh, like what are we multiplying? What are we meant to multiply? And can you maybe help give us some wisdom, some principles for keeping that center, keeping those brother sister relationships healthy? What should they look like? And uh, yeah, what do you what do you have for us, Pastor? Oh, man, that is a massive subject. <laughs> yeah. But I, I have a few things that I jotted down here. Sure. And I want to just say this. Those who seek out. Uh, in relationship, those we seek out in relationship will determine our destiny, mm. or as you would say, our influence. Right. And I was thinking, what about Moses and Joshua? Mm. What about Joshua and Caleb? Mm. What about Elijah and Elisha? Mm. What about Paul and Timothy? What about Jesus and the disciples? Everyone that they hung around took them further mm. because they were people of influence in our lives. 
that allowed us to be influencers and others. So it's really, really important that we seek out people. And that's what the body of Christ is all about. Mm -hmm. It's all about people coming together. Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Our number two core value here is non-negotiable relationships. Hmm. So that, okay, let's slow down there for a second because non-negotiable relationships, like to somebody in the city, like I grew up in the city, I lived for 24 years of my life, not knowing about Jesus, not ever going to church. Uh, It was a lot of transients. I left my house at 17, cut ties with that, right? And that set a precedent for me to cut ties with whatever. Like if something got hard, quit, Mm -hmm. move on, find another one. Because I'm so anonymous in the city. I can do that. Mm -hmm. Here, that's less the case, you know, because smaller town, everyone knows everyone. or (laughs) You know, Huntsville, you can probably hide a little bit. But but, but eventually you're going to run into that person at the grocery store or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's going to come get you, right? So as somebody in the city who is more used to anonymity, relationships are very negotiable. What do you mean when you say non-negotiable relationships? Why do you have that as a core value? Well, I'm talking about the body of Christ. Yeah. Us as the church. Yeah. It, we are not allowed to negotiate whether or not we're going to have a relationship. Mm. When we hit difficult times, we work through those difficult times. If we can't agree... We lay that down and we pick up relationship. Wow. Because what's more important, our disagreement or the relationship? Wow. Well, I mean, we live in a culture where everybody wants to be right. Yeah. And so was Jesus right every time? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he was right, but yeah. he's the only one that's right mm. every time. And even the people that were closest to him were his doubters, hmm. his deniers, his betrayers, his competitors, and they were the people he chose. Hmm. He never walked away once. They maybe did, but he didn't. Because hmm. he lived in non-negotiable relationships. I'm going to die for you. Wow. There's no negotiation here. Yeah. Andy, Andy said, that's my joy, right? That's it right. For the, the scripture says, for the joy set before him, he yeah. endured the cross. Mm-hmm. Despising it's shame. Right. I mean, how many, uh, that's another whole subject, shame. Right, sure. You know, <laughs> we, could, we could get into, but we won't yeah. because we need to stay on track. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes to a negotiating spirit, when it comes to relationships, sorry, that's just not Jesus. Hmm. We don't know. Have I had people that have left my life? Oh, many, many, many. Right. So how do you reconcile that? Like, what's, how do we understand that? Because our community, for sure, like, we're grieving right now. Mm -hmm. We've lost, we lost some people last year. You know, um, Mike and Missy, one of our founding pastors, just left uh, at the end of December. Um, And so it's a lot of transition, a lot of relational transition for us. Like, help us understand how should we process that? Because we don't want to feel shame over that. Yeah, no. So how should we process that? Everybody chooses their path. Mm. Everybody makes their own decisions. And at the core of who we are, if we don't have that, 
non-negotiable relationship as a core part of our being, then we can leave and have little to no effect thinking that we're just leaving, not understanding the incredible impact that can have on the people that are still waiting mm. or still desiring or still wanting. Who, what do you mean when you say that? What, who are those people? They're the people that are left. So the people that mm. are, are in the body, others leave and they just leave not thinking about the impact. And it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a leader or somebody in the body. They leave an impact and they leave a hole. Mm. And so we've had that happen many times. I've had people walk away. I don't have any control over that. Mm. I try my best uh, to be able to talk and I'm always open. If, if they ever come back, arms are wide open. Mm. And I, I will pursue for a while. Right. But if they ever come back, my arms are wide open because I'm all about relationship. Right. Non-negotiable relationship. Right. And that's where our strength is here. Really is. Because I see that as the Jesus life. Mm. Yeah, and we certainly, like Emily and I, like this area, this region, this place in proximity to the city, the relationships here, this is a place of refuge for us because we experience the fruit of that. Like there's a blessing that comes uh, to us by staying connected to the relationships here and seeing you guys live that out. Mm -hmm. um, that then impacts us as a family, that impacts our church. Um, and uh, so thank you for <laughs> embodying that, living that out, because yeah. it, it makes a difference. And that didn't come without a lot of pain. Mm. I think, I'm not sure if in the last, uh, last couple of times we chatted, whether or not I shared in 2000, I think I did share in 2000 how 40 people walked out in one week. Mm. Well, that hurts. Yeah. That goes deep, deep. And we have to, we do have to reconcile that with the father. Right. Not with them, unless they're willing to reconcile. Right. But we do have to reconcile that with our heavenly father. Right. Like in our own hearts, yeah. in our own mind. Like, yeah. Because we're grieving. Yeah. There's something. Like you yeah. said, I love what you said, like the people who are still there wanting the people who are left desiring, mm -hmm. th those are the people grieving because they are they wanted more and they feel like that was taken from them. Mm -hmm. That's that hurts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because we sometimes many of us value a uh, relationship as a very shallow thing mm. rather than a very deep thing. Right. Why, think, why do you think that is? Why do we do that? I think it's easy. I think it's it's the way our culture is. I think it's easy for us to walk away from relationships because we're so self-centered. Mm. And after all, isn't it all about me? <laughs> what I want. What, yeah, yeah, what I desire. Everything tells you that. Right. I mean, just look at social media. Sure. I don't care if somebody's sitting at a restaurant and they're, they're putting it on Facebook. I'm at this restaurant. I don't care. You know, <laughs> what we have. Oh, now you're just the old guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know we're Facebook people, apparently. <laughs> Not really into the TikTok and Instagram or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I really. You should do a TikTok dance later. This yeah, is part yeah, of the deal. Yeah, yeah that, that won't be pretty. 
that won't be pretty at all. <laughs> In fact, it's the quickest way to clear the camera. Yeah. yeah. And, Whoa, and the people that. watching, <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know. I just believe that it will. In, in Proverbs 13, 20, it says, he who walks with the wise grows wise, mm. but a companion of fools suffer harm. Right. So I see it's so important to walk, walk with somebody that has more wisdom, mm. that has more understanding. Yeah. And then it's, it's like Joshua and Caleb. 10 of the 12 spies said, no, we can't do it. Right. But Caleb said, oh, yeah, we can. Right. Yeah, a lot of fear in the room. Mm -hmm. And it's actually hard to be that voice of hope when there's a lot of insecurity. And especially when the security should have come from the promise. That's right. Like, I'm bringing you to a land. It's yours. Yeah. You know, um, I will give it to you mm -hmm. out of their hand into yours, you know? That's right. Gosh, that's a hard place to... <laughs> but that's the power. These were all leaders. Right. They, they were 12 leaders. Right. And that's, that's the whole mob mentality. It's like birds of a feather. Misery loves company. Mm. You know, those things, if, if we can all stay together, we'll all feel good about ourselves, even though we're completely wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> that's, that's insane. Right. It's crazy thinking. So. And can prevent you from, from entering into God's promise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think about it was because of Joshua and Caleb that they were able to do anything. Sure, like if he didn't stand up and yeah. give a different report, mm -hmm. they may not have gone in at all. That's right. Yeah. And and how many times do we live our lives not getting to our destiny because we've believed the report, the negative report, the things that we've heard, the things that people have said, the things that they have spoken over us, whatever it might be. So we have never entered the destiny part, the influence part of our lives mm. because we're stuck hearing the record over and over on that same track that's playing over and over our mind that there's no value there. Don't go there. This, you, you, you can't do this. You don't have enough. You don't, you don't have enough. Yeah. You know? And you hear that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. And maybe you don't have enough. You aren't enough. That's right. They're like, it peels all the way back for us. We go identity, destiny, influence mm -hmm. peels all the way back. Like you get caught up about executing on your influence. Mm -hmm. It'll peel back in your destiny. It'll peel back in your identity. And that those words of mm -hmm. death will, it'll just cripple you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why spiritual fathers mm. and good godly brothers come along and they say, no, that's not who you are. Mm. that is not who you are. You're so much more. And they begin to speak destiny into your life. Mm. They start speaking who you are. They, that's what fathers do with their children. Right. They speak who they are. If, if, if I could tell you the story of my son, when he had come back to Christ, I, God gave me a dream, a dream or a vision He's five years old. My wife and I went away for a weekend. And in that, we heard, I heard or actually saw in my mind a vision of my son when he was an adult. Mm. 
Hmm. He still had the racing stripes in his hair, <laughs> but he was an adult. Sure. And he that's was probably representative. He's still your child. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's good. Never thought of that. Yeah. Look at what I'm learning here. And, and, and so that when he walked away from God mm. at 15 years of age, I was absolutely confident that he would come back mm. because God gave me that dream and he's promises are yes and amen. Mm. And the exact thing and the dream that he, or the, the vision that he gave me was fulfilled and is now being fulfilled mm. in his life. Mm. And it's calling and speaking the life into those that are our sons and our daughters and our brothers and our sisters. Mm. Calling them out, speaking to the potential, not the actual. Wow. God does not dig for dirt, he digs for gold. It's the tweetable, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's great. I love so that remind say the one just before the digging for dirt part. He does not the actual and the yeah. So say that one again. He he doesn't look at the actual. He looks at the potential. Okay, so he, lo he looks at who you can become, and he I'm, speaks to that. What I'm hearing is you, like we all, a lot of us probably know um, who've been in church for a while. The the verse that defines what faith is for the. Like in the scriptures, this is what faith is. It's faith is hope in the things that are unseen. Mm -hmm. And when you say actual, to me, that's the thing that we see with our eyes. That's right. That's right in front of us. Who We need to somehow see beyond what our eyes can see mm -hmm. and hope in. And really, this is faith. Hope yeah. in that the spirit in believe in the spirit in another person. That's right. Believe in. Uh, uh, how God sees another person and, uh, and push them into that, mm -hmm. that thing that we can't see. I don't see it right now, yeah. but I know it's over there. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that is something we can do mm. as children of the King. Right. We can hear what he's saying for other people mm. and encourage them. That's what prophecy is about in, in first Corinthians 14. Yeah. To encourage, to lift up, exhort. Yeah. That's what it's about. And so when it comes to our friendships, our focus is not self. It's how can I look at Adam and see who he is through your eyes, Father? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Who is he? Who is my brother and sister? Who are the people? that impact me. And when we hang around people that are like-minded, that takes us to our destiny. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Let's, I, I want to, um, before our time is up, uh, I want to, so that's, that's awesome. And if we can, if we can experience that in the center of brother and sister relationships, um, let's talk about Maybe the, the difference then, or maybe some similarities that'll challenge us when we think about then outside. And we'll have, we'll have a whole week where we focused on outside, like mm -hmm. just lost, the lost, the prodigals that are out there. Um, but uh, let's give us a taste to kind of lead into that. So we get a nice, strong center. Uh, I've heard it said once, like that, um, what happens if you find you love a Muslim person, so, maybe even more than 
your Christian brothers and sisters. That, and they said, that'll mess with your theology. Mm-hmm. So how do we reconcile that in our mind uh, on this topic as we focus really in on the center, our brother-sister relationships? And I think we got a lot to chew on there. Yeah. Let's just challenge that a little bit then um, to push us and prepare us for the final week of the series. Okay. Um, how do we reconcile that? Well, I think sometimes when our brothers and sisters are there, we get ticked at them. So we <laughs> have a hard time loving them. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'll have to come at it from one perspective. God loves everyone yeah. equally. Mm. He doesn't come and say, hey, Adam, I love you more than I love somebody else. Or I love the Muslim more than I love somebody else. Mm. He loves us all equally. And when we can get that in our spirit and in our life, then when we, when, when the center begins to look out, what we're seeing is we're seeing people through his eyes of love, not mine. Mm-hmm. Because I can be, you know, incremental in my love. I can be, you know, I can put yeah, my... We withhold a little bit. Yeah, yeah we, we want to withhold because we're just afraid of the response. Mm. Or we don't want to be vulnerable. Wow. So fear, really. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, fear drives most of that. Right. And, and you know, it's amazing when people will tell you, uh, they'll make some really not good decisions and tell you they didn't fear. And then they justify it, you know. But anyway, we won't go there. So <laughs> the thing is, is that when we're, when we're out in our culture, yeah. our view should be the same as Jesus. Yeah. Because here's something I noticed about you, right? So we've hung out quite a bit since the summer. Um, and I've really appreciated those times together. And here's some, something I noticed as we walk around town. And inevitably, and it's not just because it's a small town. Like, this is because you're a unique type of person and you love in this way. Like, And you'll see people and we'll have to stop and talk to them <laughs> for five minutes or ten minutes or whatever. Right? Yeah. And it's great. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Like, this is so cool to, um, to see somebody who has taken so much time in their life to invest in relationship inside the church. And I know that's primary for you inside the church, but I also see it happen outside the church. And it's, um, and so that's just who you are. So how, how does that work? Why do you do that? What's going on there? And Well, yeah. so I coached 12 years of hockey. Mm. Uh, why did I do it? Well, primarily because my sons were playing. <laughs> That's a good, good, good reason. <laughs> but I love the connection. Yeah. The father loves people. So I have to love people. Yeah. No matter, you know, what they do or who they are, I just have to love people. Mm. And so when I was coaching hockey, parents have come up to me years later and say they were the best years of my son's life in hockey. Wow. Because we made it about fun, Mm. not having to win. Because one year we only won one game. Uh, (laughs) And actually, all you had was fun. (laughs) You know what? The parents have said that was the best hockey of their life. Wow. When we only won one game. Because the relationships grew strong. Right. I had great relationships with the parents. Mm. And it's it's so, uh, it's just so exciting for me. As a, as a pastor who's now led churches for 40 years, 
26 in this one. Mm-hmm. It, I just have to get out and see people. Yeah. Because I, I understood that. something in 2000, uh, October 2022, uh, no, sorry, October 2002 to March 2003, I went on a sabbatical for five months. Mm. I learned something. The arena, at least up in this area, the arena is the church. Nice. It's the Come building on. for most people. Come on, right. Because they're not going, and they're not going into these buildings on Sundays. Right. They're in the arena. Mm. Or they're wherever, you know, the sporting event is happening. Yeah. Or whatever might be taking place. That's where they are. So then my response to that is, God, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Let that become your yeah. place. Right. So you're you're listening, praying, God, what are you doing? Yeah. How do I join in? Mm-hmm. How do I join in with that? Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of hockey, yeah. uh, you told me a story about a famous Maple oh, Leaf player who yeah. <laughs> would have been a couple of months ago. When it was you just guys, a month ago or less. Yeah. But at the time of this video, it'll be then, I guess, three months since that happened. Oh, yeah. A that's famous right. Leafs player. Yeah. So Bori Salmi, mm-hmm. who in the 70s was... Uh, a Swedish defenseman that came over and became this icon for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a few months ago, they honored him at a home game for the Leafs. Then in about uh, I, probably a couple weeks after that, he passed. He had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, mm. ALS. He And they, there was a picture in the paper so during this during this honoring, Daryl Sittler, who was a, a really good Leafs player, he was weeping. He's he's a believer now. He was weeping during the ceremony. Then I saw in the paper just after he died, I saw there were three players around where you saw me. He was in a wheelchair, and they were so connected mm. from night in the nineteen seventies. And the impact that that image had on my mind was they're so connected and they're not even all believers. Mm-hmm. But he, one of the guys was. One of the guys was, yeah. yeah. Daryl Siller. Absolutely powerfully impacted me when I saw that. And when I see churches that are just, they're splitting up, they're going this way and that way. And I say, God, why? Mm. Because we don't understand the depth of the connection that That's God has awesome. with us. Yeah. The Trinity, the triune God has never been apart. Mm. Why are we so selfish in our desire to run away? Mm. I understand there are times God will call us away. I get that. Sure. Yeah. But that yeah, doesn't mean. We want mean, to multiply. We want yeah, to cover but, the earth. You yeah. Know? But that doesn't mean that our relationship has to stop mm. or our relationship is broken when God calls us away to maybe another place, mm-hmm. we maintain. I maintain relationships for 40 years with people, longer. Right. Best men on my wedding were still in relationship. Mm-hmm. Another guy in my wedding were still in relationship for that many years. Yeah. 50. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's 50 years we've been in a relationship. Like a half a century. You're that old, eh? Oh, no, but we somehow it happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So my yeah my whole thinking when it comes to relationship and friendship mm-hmm. is that they have to be non-negotiable. Yeah, that's the heart of the father. That's got to be my heart. Yeah, 
I love that. Let's land the plane there. Um, and so you guys go, use this as a launch pad to go off into uh, uh, your communion and response time and just let God be forming something in you and ask the spirit, God, what are you speaking to me right now? Because um, after you guys are going to go into our three groups uh, with your leaders and pro- really process this stuff. And I hope that's a really fun and fruitful time. Uh, it may be uh, painful in a good way because conviction leads to transformation. And uh, and so if you have, or maybe as you listen to this, you're like, oh shoot, maybe there's some feelings of shame or grief. Like just process that with your R3 leader. They can help walk you through that. And uh, and hopefully we can really come to a place as Trinity Life where where we grab onto that more and more and more um, non-negotiable relationships within the body of Christ mm-hmm. that creates a strong center that can be then used to launch people out yeah. um, to see beautiful things happen in the world. And so, wow, that's amazing. Would you do one last thing and really just seal that in the spirit and mm-hmm. pray for us? I will. Thank you. And just before I pray, just remember this. They will know us by our love. Mm-hmm. One for another. So Father, I pray for Trinity Life. I pray the convicting, powerful presence of Holy Spirit to speak to us. If they will know us by our love, then Father, help us to love like you loved us. Help us to love unconditionally and to develop non-negotiable relationships that we're there through thick and thin, through the difficult, through the good, through everything we're there. I thank you, Father, that's your heart for us because you did it for us. So we bless you and we thank you today, Father, for your great mercy and your great grace. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.